Charleston and Charge is a mature podcast. We sometimes touch on adult themes and use adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Actually, that's gonna be that's gonna be the beginning Title. of the show. You know what? It's my fucking show. I do what I want. Yep. And I'm his fucking guest, and I'm gonna do what the fuck I want. Exactly. All right. Sorry. That's Jeff. like that's like Patreon. <laughs> that's like Patreon shit. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Okay. All right. Welcome back, everybody. We're coming in hot with episode nine of the Charleston and Charge podcast. Welcome back. I appreciate you joining me again. I am joined by the lovely, the wonderful. Margot Balake, thank you for being on tour with me. On tour? We're on tour. Oh, sweet. Oh, that is kind of true. We are. We're we are ba- on tour. We're bar bouncing, but like brewery bouncing. Yeah, we are We are actually live booze at... Booze bouncing. Yeah. We're booze bouncing today. Yeah, that is, that is the wonderful voice of my BFF of four weeks. Uh, that is Melissa. She is the, the cocktail master at the Charleston Distilling Company. And like dead silence, deer in headlights right now. This is amazing. I love this. These Mel- are things that never happen. These are things that never so, happen. Hello. I am Melissa. It's a pleasure to be on the show. So like you are totally bringing the awkwardness, like you said before we started recording. This is awesome. Yeah, pretty much queen of it, but got to be comfortable with it. I mean, it's only awkward if you're not comfortable with it. Absolutely. So. Wow. It's like that all caught me off guard because you were like deer in headlights. I was like, she was ready to come in hot and it was just, I don't know what to say right now. Uh, This is a new role for me. I'm used to slinging beverages, you know, having good talks with people. And right now I'm not used to being recorded. So I feel like my voice is really strange sounding. No, I I feel the same way. So every time I edit a show, it's just, it's absolutely awful. Like I I just want to like delete the show and just try to record it again. So, so I... I get the so feeling. So full of crap. He has the radio voice. I do like, not. So full of crap. I do not. Everyone so, tells you that. So, radio voice. So anyways, so Melissa, you are not from the uh, the Charleston, South Carolina area. I'm sorry, this is John's Island. So you are not from uh, the John's Island area. Uh, tell us about New York. One, I resent that <laughs> comment because I was raised in Connecticut. <laughs> We're not talking the bougie Connecticut. I'm talking state forest, all sorts of wild stuff. All right, so so for those that don't know, so the running joke is the fact that I always mistake the fact that Melissa is from New York. And she's not. She's from Connecticut. So we, we talk about this openly. Uh, you know, I talk about her meeting uh, Oriema, the, the coach of the women's basketball team uh, at UConn. And yet I still... I still joke about the fact that you're from New York, so. You know, if you want to insult someone from Connecticut, ask them if they're from New York or New Jersey. So I, I w- apologize to any of my friends from New York or New Jersey. However, personal personal experience. So I'm like spot on with the jokes. Yes. 
So, and I love that fact. So, anyways, so what brought you actually down here? So, my mom's side is out of Nashville. Okay. I spent my life going between Nashville, Florida, and Connecticut. So, okay. I have known since a very young age that I hate New England. I love skiing. The people are intense. You know, things aren't as fun and open-minded and easygoing as it is here in Charleston, especially John's Island. In fact, I asked my dad if we could move south when I was about five. And he looked at me and said, what, you're five, go play outside. I asked if he was sure. And then he rolled his eyes and off I went. So at age 18, here I came. 18, so you're what, 19, 20 now? As I say, you we'll, haven't we'll been. We'll roll with it. We'll roll with it. Okay. Yeah. As I say, you haven't been here. You haven't been here that long. All right. She has to be twenty-one in order to sling her drinks. So we have to at least make her twenty-one. Now, if it were the state of PA, you you'd only, only have 18. to be eighteen. Same with Connecticut. Okay, so that's fair. I'm pretty sure that's why people are much ruder up north because you're allowed to serve a drink, but you can't drink a drink till well, you're twenty-one. If you're over twenty-one, then your people are still rude. So well, there's just, no excuse then. People yeah, just, people it's are, just, it's very ingrained People in just, just, just it, it's, it's almost cold, a defense mechanism, but a sarcastic language all in one. But it makes me hate people so much more when they act like that. So yeah, here's, me too. So here's my I hate thing. It. Here's my thing, though. So yeah. being from up north, the phrase ma'am, tell me if I'm wrong, up north means fuck you. Uh, yes. Down here, it's like a term of endearment. I was once screamed at by a 90-year-old woman for calling her ma'am, and I got very flustered because I didn't know what else to call her. So Grandma? I asked her, I was like, well, ma'am, what do I call you? And I was like, oh, no, 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 not ma'am. Um, what can I call you then that you're okay with? And she told me her name, and heaven forbid if I remembered it 30 seconds later. I was just still flabbergasted about trying to be respectful, and she wanted none none of that it, it's just amazing the difference between between living up north and living in the south like even me being from athens ohio like it's still world's difference between oh, like up, upstate new york erie living there it's it's amazingly different margo and i would we don't use our real names on the show margo and i um we would walk around walmart in athens and somebody would just be like looking down staring at their phone and then they wouldn't even touch you, but they would notice that they're about to run into you. And it was, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, sir. Like, oh, no worries. You're good. Don't worry about it. You go up to Erie. They're, like, shoulder checking you, and they are they don't even look up at you. And you go, excuse you, because you get that, you, you build up that bitterness yes. just because of the way people are. And it, it just sucks. It's just, it's a huge difference between the two regions. It's but, something that it's almost like the audacity of you existing is just so inconvenient. Right. That's how I feel about Northern Life. Yeah. No, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to come down here as well. Uh, we've been down here for four, five, six months roughly, and and it's just the the attitudes of people. It's it just makes your day so much better. It just makes it so much smoother, so much easier. You don't like you don't go through your day in a sour mood or anything like that just because you know other people's politeness carries a lot of weight in your own day mm -hmm. and you don't realize it until you're actually in it so that's one of the things i love about being down here but anyways uh as far as you moving down here 
how long have you actually worked at Charleston Distilling? I've been here about a month and a half. So previously to that, I worked at Fat Hen as a bartender. Which is, is it here on John's Island? It was. Um, it closed down in the end of April because Chef Neville and his wife, Miss Joan, wanted to retire, and they absolutely earned it, and I'm eternally grateful for those four years I was with them. So let's ask the actual question. What did you do to force them to want to retire? Oh, you name it. <laughs> <laughs> you name it. God bless their patience. That's all I'll say. Because BFF of four weeks, I feel like there was something there. I feel like there was yeah. something there. Conductor of the Hot Mass Express. <laughs> and God, God bless them for rolling with it. I'm a better person for it. No, I, that you, is the name of your show. What's that? Conductor of the Hot Mass Express. <laughs> Conductor of the Hot Mass Express. <laughs> Melissa without a last name. That's that's what it'll be. Mm-hmm. No, I, I no, I only kid. I only say that in jest, just because I know you'll take that in jest. But absolutely. So you've you've worked here just under two months. How do you like it? I love it. It's something special to be able to know the process from start to finish, literally from milling all the way to bottling labels. That is something I value very much because the attention to detail, nothing's mm-hmm. missed. And working with people like that is just so refreshing. Right. No one's going through the motions. They're involved and with it. And that's honestly what I require in a workplace because it's enriching. Right. And I had the ability to uh, walk around with Carl, the distiller, uh, very knowledgeable, loves his job. And I love the fact that he's one of the few individuals. He's younger than me. He's two years younger than me. And he is able to tell his friends, family, uh, what have you, that he's retired from work because this isn't work to him. It's something that he loves doing, which I appreciated that. Margo didn't appreciate the fact that I was here that day because I was here a lot longer than I thought I was going to be. She was off being the man of the house and making all the dough while I was down here. uh, I was talking to my BFF, and I was talking to Carl as well, and he was explaining some of the process. But, yeah, he's one of the few people that I was able to speak to and just love what he does and just say, I'm retired. That's what I do for a living. I'm retired. And I think it's great. And he's going to be on the show. Uh, we were actually texting each other uh, earlier today, and he's going to be he's going to be a guest on the show as well. So I'm looking forward to that. What I love about working with Carl is that, based on his approach, that's how I want to build a cocktail. The way he views it, what he does with the layering of flavors within a liquor, if I can bring that out. That's what mixing a cocktail here is about. Mm -hmm. And how detailed he is lets me be even more detailed. And let me tell you guys, she makes a mean Bloody Mary. Yeah, she's a uh, she's a cocktail master. Like I, I'm drinking the the uh, old fashioned with their with their rye whiskey, and it is it is smooth. It is delicious. Like it brings a lot of flavor, and it it's it's a wonderful drink. And you know, a lot of people are hesitant to try things like that, whether it's 8, 10, 12 bucks a drink. But when you want a quality drink, you're willing to pay for it. And like the, the alcohol here is excellent. And it, I don't know, it. we talk about alcohol so much, it kind of makes me feel like we have a problem. 
but I the almost feel like is we haven't tried enough. That's that's the thing. So everybody's palate is different, and everybody finds something different everywhere they go. So Margot and I, we have this, uh, we have this uh, want and this drive to uh, to try different locations, try different drinks, beers, liquors, what have you. And it's not that we're out trying to just get fucked up. It's like we sometimes end up fucked up. It's just the way it works, but it's it's getting a different taste, like trying something different. Like, oh, I've had a I've had an old fashioned before, but what is that back end flavor? What am I tasting on the back end as I as I as I let it rest on the palate? Melissa. It's an experience. Yeah, it absolutely That's is an what experience. A quality cocktail provides for a guest and I mean, just anyone who wants a drink. It's not just about the end goal of intoxication. It's about enjoying it, savoring, getting the balance of flavors, and if you will, that roller coaster of how the beverage hits. Right. Absolutely. You know, some people will drink a uh, they'll drink an old fashioned like what I'm drinking, and they'll get like a little bit of sweetness. Maybe they get a little bit of because the, maybe they're not used to a rye whiskey. Uh, they get a little bit of burn in the back of the throat. Uh, maybe they get a little bit of roastiness. They get a little bit of uh, smokiness. It just all depends. Uh, but you're right. It's absolutely 100% a roller coaster. It's a roller coaster from beginning to end. Like the whole distilling process, which I'm excited to talk mm-hmm. to Carlo Carl about. And it's a roller coaster to the end, like sitting here enjoying the beverage as well. Uh, but what is your favorite thing about working in a distillery? Because you know this this converse, this question's going to go both ways. So there's going to be a good thing about it, but there's also going to be like what sucks about it. So, so think about both. I would say my favorite part is the fact that I'm mixing with something exclusively made on this property from start to finish. And I don't have to go through various brands and what they feel their vision is. I know what the vision is here. And I can stand by that and actually act and adjust my approach to building the cocktails based on the goal of not only Carl with his distilling, but as well as Steve and Allison, you know, really go with their vision and make that possible. So I know intimately the details of it. And there's something just so intriguing having that knowledge and being personally involved. So with the good, there's always the bad. Now, you're a cocktail master, but you're also working behind a bar and dealing with the public. So, and I know you've worked in the hospitality industry prior to, but working at a distillery, what sucks about working here? You're not allowed to say nothing, but there's got to be something, even if it's a particular person. I would say the amount that people steal glassware thinking it's free. Damn it, you caught me. Because then I have to be that asshole that's like, yo, man, I see you. And then I sound very creepy, and I'm really not trying to be. I'm just like, hey, don't get me fired. Are don't you, steal stuff. So are you going to put the glass that I have in my pocket on my bill? Yes. Damn. Tenfold. Damn. I hope the glass you're stealing has their logo on it at least. No, it's a, it's a no, bland. We, we hid those. Yeah, why they, would you want that? They were smart. They hid the they hid the good stuff, and I tried to pocket what looks like I would say, what is this? Five ounces? Yep. Ah, five ounce glass we that's knew unmarked. Blake was coming today. <laughs> Blake on this? Edit that out. 
Yeah, it's fine. What am I supposed to call you? Marty. Marty? Oh, yeah. Okay. I forgot to disclose that part, but it's okay. It's fine. We'll roll with it and we'll leave it in. Go ahead. Well, I knew Marty was going to come in, try to clean house, so I hid everything with logos. See what you did? I, I didn't get the cool glass because of you. What the hell? Damn it, Marty. It's because I it's because I stole glasses before. She knew. She <laughs> knew. I could see through. She knew. Okay. Well, all right. So uh, let's get down to brass tacks now. Important question. Serious question. Who is your favorite Spice Girl? Posh Spice, undoubtedly. Thank you. This is why we are BFFs. Duh. I actually told her, I told Margot, I said, look, I'm going to ask this question just out of nowhere. And I was almost going to say the only acceptable answers were Posh or Baby. Mm. Yes. I went through the phase where I was like, I like blondes. Okay. And so, but she's still cute. Yes. So I'll give her that, but posh. Ah, oh, she's just. Mm. I mean, if looks could kill. Yeah. The way that woman glares at people, I respect that. Yeah. I tried to learn, you know, really absorb the skill of glaring at people the way that Posh Spice does, because there's no one better. Oh, I love Posh, but have you seen her lately? Yes. Like designer. Po- post plastic surgery, she's no. she ain't looking so hot. Um. Uh. Yeah, Why she's, would she want plastic surgery? I know, she was gorgeous. Look at her whole family. Like, come on. You fucked David Beckham. Like, your kids exactly. are beautiful. Like, what's to wrong with, with you? That, that genetic makeup? Your children are like silver dollars. Yeah. You're but, like the two dollar, the mint $2 bill. Let's be real. Every person has insecurities. Posh Spice, she's no different than us in, in, on the inside. But did Maybe. your husband not tell you how pretty you were enough? Just because you have the money doesn't mean that's what you need to do. If only I understood that life. Maybe one day. Right there with you. (laughs) No, I knew right off the bat I was going to ask that question. But, yeah, I'm so glad you said posh. I'm so glad you said posh. Just because I feel like she was the most underrated. Yes. But also the best looking. Like, Jerry Hallowell, get out. Oh, God, no. Get out. No, not a fan at all. The other ones were characters where, legit, Victoria Beckham, great fashion. Yeah. Absolutely just composed, and that's what Posh was about. What? Spice World. Yeah, just... <laughs> I can't tell you this, though. I wanna like, sp- when we're in the car, Mr. Man over here has got his, like, 900 playlists. Mm-hmm. He's got some Spice World mm-hmm. on it. And he knows all the words, and he jams it out. Oh, I just recently added um, Holler, like, post-Jerry Hallowell. Like, <laughs> good riddance, bitch. <laughs> um... Later. But but yeah, I was listening to Holler. I I, I hate I hate uh, doing the media thing socially. If you know what I mean, mm. like it, it drives me up a wall. But on on Facebook, I don't know what you're. But hearing. anyways, no uh, no on on Facebook, like they have the videos you can watch, and then you watch one video, and then it gives you suggestions to watch after that. So I went from watching uh, Nookie by Limp Biscuit. And then it suggested I listen to Holler by Spice Girls. And I was like, you know what? I know that was 21 years ago, but I enjoy, I appreciate music from 20 years ago that I never liked versus listening to rap now. Yeah. So when it comes down to brass tacks, it's like, give me some Danny D. Kane, give me some Spice Girls, give me some, give me some Ashley Simpson over the- Base of base? No shit. Like I saw this, I saw that sign. I, I opened up my eyes. I saw that damn sign. It's neon. It's bright. It is as, looks good. It is as bright as my logo. Right. 
Like, no shit. No shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, I always fail to mention, yeah, we got swag. We got swag now. Melissa, you got to check it out. What do you think? Does everything look okay? I can't wait to rock the hoodie. I think I'm really going to slay it. No, I love the logo. Uh, thanks you to uh, thank you to Tony Oshlick. Like I'm gonna put his name out there again, but thank you to Tony Oshlick. If it weren't for him, I wouldn't have that logo. But yeah, T Public, uh, check out. I put the link up on uh, Instagram at Charleston and Charge Podcast and Unbearable, uh, and also on Facebook. I put it up on the Charleston and Charge Podcast page. Uh, but definitely uh, get your swag while it's out there. I don't think it's on sale anymore, unfortunately. So those cheap asses can't uh, take it, take advantage of the deals like we did. Damn it! We have Bobby. to pay. We have to pay for our own merch. So ours is going to be here within the next week. So I'm really excited about it. Can't wait! Got the face mask. Yes. Margo, Margo was telling me not to get the salmon because it reminds her too much of pink. Yeah, boys shouldn't wear pink. It's salmon. Don't care. It's Damn it! My, it's pink. salmon. My, my man would absolutely disagree. He, he will wear pink. He's not a fan of the salmon, but he'll wear pink. So, I can do some purple, like some light purple, like some lavender, some pastel purple kind Did of deal. Say periwinkle? Periwinkle. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, th- I think with the with the neon blue and the neon pink, I think that would work well. Like, I thought the pastel yellow, what is it called? Daffodil yellow is yeah, what I, I found. So. I think Daffodil so. yellow. It doesn't work with a lot of skin tones. I'm one of them. No, it washes you out. It, it makes me look yeah, green. It washes you up. It makes you look green? I have somewhat olive skin. That's kind of bizarre. Yeah, I know. It's not cute. I know Al- my truth, at least. Almost like you have something wrong. She's Almost. got jaundice. It's fine. It's jaundice. It's yes, okay. that's that's what was escaping me. I mean, yes. Okay. It'll be all right. <laughs> no one's perfect. She'll have a cocktail. <laughs> She'll be good. So, Melissa's tie was here, meaning, meaning her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where, where did your tie go? You were wearing it there for a little bit. Where'd it go? beverage and so did I and I mean he probably just made some friends along the way got a little sidetracked that happens you know we're both giant squirrels slash giant children (laughs) so you know we get sidetracked very easily and we love the people so making friends it happens that's what we do I mean four weeks ago yeah we became like day one we became BFFs that's what happens yeah that's why a lot of the times Brett or myself we end up sitting by ourselves because the other one makes a friend, and then we're like, hello, hello. Where'd you go? Ty, where'd you go? Come back, my Ty. I'm sorry. No, I'm still loving that. Okay. I'm, I'm loving the fact that you call him that. Do you just randomly text each other FOMO, like fear missing out? Yeah, all the time. All the time? Yeah, for real, though. But what if he's out and you're at home with... And by the way, okay, so Melissa has a dog. Um, the dog's name is Fanta, which... I love, absolutely love the name of the dog. Um, so Melissa and I have been trying to record together uh, for, for four weeks. I met her day one. Margo mentioned recording together, and everything just kind of fell through. Like, I am just, I am apparently all about self-harm, and and so is Melissa. Uh, she tried to get into a, a boxing match with her dog, and the dog just headbutted her and knocked her ass out. Like, tell us what happened. You know, the dog takes after me in the way where when she's excited, she really just doesn't know how to get it together. And it usually doesn't end up well. However, we give it the good college try. Something usually ends up with someone getting hurt. However, it's all in good fun and love. But it's a darn good time every time. Life of Fanta. 
see, I told Melissa that um, because I couldn't come out here those couple times, you tried to record with her. That's why the weather said no to you because I wasn't here. Yeah, it was. It was. It was all about me. The it, this is this is a word that I, I hate. <laughs> this is a word that I hate in everyday vocabulary, but. We literally were trying to sit down and record at Charleston Distilling like we're doing right now, but it was it was weather. Actually, it was 75% weather. I would text Melissa, and it's like, hey, how's the weather down there? It's 98 and, and fucking breezy up here. She goes, oh, nope, borderline hurricane down here. I'm like, son of a bitch, I ain't driving down there. Plus, I have all the, all the equipment in the car. I, I'm not walking it through the rain. Then I came down here. I decided to go to Estuary Beans and Barley next door. I wanted to get a little bit of food because the uh, sushi truck tried to kill me. Yeah, I know it's a joke. Okay, so diverticulitis. I can't have seeds. They put seeds on the sushi. It's just weird because up north they don't put sesame seeds on your sushi rolls, but down here they do, no matter where you go. So it's so weird. But anyways, like I. I so I went next door to Estuary Beans and Barley. I got some food, and then it started to just downpour. So I'm texting Melissa, literally steps away, uh, at Charleston Distilling, saying, I'm stuck over here. It's pouring. She goes, uh, you know, is there something else going on? And I said, no. My mic and laptop are in the car, and it's pouring. She goes, oh. So, and then you fast forward to the very next weekend, and... She sends me a text saying, no joke, I literally got head-butted by my dog. And I'm like, oh, okay, how you feeling? And she's talking about her eyes being, you know, bloodshot and, you know, her, her face being swollen. And I didn't know if she was going to be at work or anything like that. So I'm like, okay, we'll give, her, we'll give her another week or so. So, and then last weekend, I sent her another text. It was the same thing. Hey, weather's great up here. How's it down there? And she goes, up, oh, borderline tornado warning down here. Like, Son of a bitch. Like, apparently the podcasting world just does not want us to record together because apparently we're just going to rattle the earth. At that time, the actual couches were lifting off the ground. Oh, my God. I believe <laughs> no, that. No joke. I believe that. Brandon ran outside and started just grabbing couches. Oh, my God. Really? I, of course, didn't. I had drinks to make. <laughs> Priorities. You, you, had a, you had a job to do. You were like, hey, these people are stuck in here. I'm, I'm going to keep serving them. I'm devoted. I'm focused. <laughs> But it hasn't been without the lack of trying. Like we've been trying to record for a month now, so. But I, but I appreciate you joining me. Um, do you guys have any other food trucks? Do you always have the uh, sushi truck out there? Do you guys do anything different? So we always have our sushi truck. That's our resident now. Um, however, do they sleep out there? Uh, I haven't asked them, but I feel like yes. They probably do. Yeah. I, I, I would believe that. Yeah, I mean. Vans have to have the room for this kind of stuff, so that's what I'm assuming. They have a van. Right. <laughs> Down by the river? Hopefully. <laughs> Where else does one put a van? So we, were, right. so we were talking about SNL jokes. I hope you get that that's an SNL joke. Of course. Okay, Chris thank Farley. God. Motivational speaking. Motivational speaking. That's thank you I very much. From. I was going to say, I, I'm looking at Brett. I'm looking at the tie right now, and he got the joke. So I'm just hoping I wasn't the only one. I was hoping Margo would get it. I hope you got that one. I'm older than you. But you also didn't know who Trogdor was. Because so moving I'm not on. A boy or a child. So moving on. Trogdor was a man. Okay. Then he, he was a, me. Then he was a dragon man. Do you know what he's talking about? 
See? You don't know what Trogdor is? No. Damn. I'm not it, the no, only it, one. It sounds familiar. That is my goal now, to find somebody in this fucking planet you call South Carolina that knows what Trogdor is. Look, because everybody that I've spoken to, which has been Margot and Melissa, <laughs> two We're people. everybody. Just so you know. <laughs> two people only. Besties both life. Besties both life. <laughs> but nobody knows who Trogdor is. But it makes me sad. But no, earlier we were making SNL jokes, but you knew who Linda, Linda Richmond was, which I appreciate the hell out of that. Yes. It's coffee talk. Yes. Give me a call. We'll talk. No big whoop. My number's 555-4444. Like, if you don't know that, you don't know SNL. Tell me about your sister. Tell me about your sister. Oh, my God. Let me tell you about mine. <laughs> I'm getting overclamped. I'll give, give you. Topic. I'll give you a topic. Duran Duran is neither Duran nor Duran. Discuss. Do you feel like SNL has just gotten dumb as no. the time went on, or like the jokes are just not relevant to us? So the jokes are relevant. They're just not funny. But what is funny when you watch new SNL is when they do um, uh, the the news break. What what do they call that? Oh my God! Yeah. The week, weekend the update. Weekend update. Yes. Weekend update, and it's it's Michael che- it's Michael Che, and the dude that's that's banging um, uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson. He's marrying her. But the, the dude with the teeth, her. the dude with the horse teeth, whatever you call him. He's dude with the, her. Dude with the horse teeth. Yeah. Um, so, whenever they end a season or they're like getting into the Christmas break, they do the segment where they write each other's skits. Or they write each other's jokes, and they have no idea. And then they, all they have to do is read the teleprompter, and then all of a sudden they just they see the the image next to them on the on the screen, and then they're like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like they'll see, you'll see uh, whatever his face is. Oh, God, that's gonna drive me nuts. Horse teeth. But you'll see like an image of Rosa Parks right next to him. He's like, "Oh God, you're just setting me up for failure." <laughs> oh yeah. You're just setting me up for failure, but it's but it's really funny. I feel like. The only time I watch SNL is whenever Justin Timberlake is on there. He's because hysteric, Bill. Colin Jost. Colin Jost. Mm. Like, I mean, but it, I, I feel like it has kind of lost its... Uh, Je ne sais quoi. It's passion, yeah. But naturally, I want to bring it on down to Omeletteville. Like, I, I love I love Justin Timberlake, what he does on SNL. I think it's great. Right. It's hysterical. He's sitting on the corner, and he's advertising somebody's little shop, and he's dressed like a like a fried egg. Bring it on down to Omeletteville. And then he's like competing with somebody else who's like, hey, I've got this going on. I make a breakfast sandwich. And then he's got this like nice little dance and and like song and dance, I want to say, going on. Like, I think it's hysterical. You know my favorite, him and Jimmy Fallon. Like just just together in general? On the camp on SNL. Well, no, that's not SNL. Oh, that's no, actually, it's on that's Fallon on show. The Tonight Show Still, with Jimmy Fallon. That's my favorite. Camp Winnip- Winnipesaukee. That is my favorite. They are such children. It's not even funny. So, anyways, so we're, like, going way off topic, which is cool. I appreciate that. But, so, when you're when you're not here, and let's just say, hypothetically, this place weren't here, where, where, where would we find you? Like, where do we try food? Where do we try drinks if it's outside of Charleston Distilling? So, one of my favorite places would be Wild Olive. Because I'm that person, if I have to cross a bridge, I don't know if I'm really that jazzed about it. So, on the island, we go to Wild Olive and Royal Turn. Absolutely love them because, again, for me, it's about attention to detail. And 
the approach that each person takes in each of those establishments is beyond amazing. Are, if it's lunch, tomato shed. Oh. Tomato shed. No, I've not heard of that one. I've never even heard of that. Yeah, I've not heard of that one. So You have not lived. You're welcome. Well, I know that. So that was... Stop. Playing right now. Margo's showing me a picture of Justin Timberlake, and I'm just kind of like... How in the world that happened is beyond me. Serend- All right, noisemaker. Yeah, that was that was not anticipated. That kind of threw me off there. Sorry. No, so, yeah, Margo and I are trying to... Of course, talk to people about what they what they do outside of their work. Uh, you know, we we appreciate what people do, what they provide us, and things like that. So that's kind of the biggest thing when it comes to wanting people to uh, be on the show with me. And we know that there's more outside of Charleston Distilling, Estuary Beans and Barley. So, but do you have anything else? So in our spare time, you know, now that we're homeowners, we build a lot of furniture. I'm learning how to use power tools and not panic at the same time. You know, life skills, getting there. Life skills. Hashtag life skills. Yes. Hashtag away. Hashtag away. (laughs) (laughs) But Brett has been doing woodworking for a very long time. Hashtag woodworking. Yes. All all the tags. All of them. Just make up a business name. It'll be perfect. That's that's another Jimmy Fallon and uh, Justin Timberlake thing. Make up a business. Make up. Hashtag make up a business. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Pretty much. We build a lot of furniture. We take the dog places. Hope she's not going to, you know, turn into a linebacker at any given moment and knock me over. I think she's already the next Lawrence Taylor, considering the fact that she's she knocked your fridge. ass out. She's the new fridge. Refrigerator Perry. Thank you for that reference. I appreciate that. Yes. Every, America loves the fridge. <laughs> unless, you're so a green, unless you're a Packer fan, <laughs> then you don't love the fridge. Sorry, chef. <laughs> don't be all angry with me because of Trogdor. I'm googling it. You're doing one of these things. You're googling Trogdor. Yes. Can you spell what is it? a Trogdor? T R O G. Okay. D O R. Who's gonna win the spelling bee? Me or Margo? I don't know. I'm telling you right now, it's not as funny as he so, wants it to be. No, it, it, no, it is. It is truly dumb. And I was in like middle school, high school when this shit came out. Like, Trogdor was a man. It's like a dude with a red... See? Strong bad. Yeah. First thing. So it goes... No. Trogdolodite. Trogdor. Trogdor. On on Google search. (laughs) It's the second one when you start typing it. Jesus. (laughs) Lots of people apparently want to know what it is. (laughs) That still boggles my mind that nobody knows what that is. I'm not a boy. It, you don't have to be a boy to know what Trogdor is. No girl is going to watch that. Lies. Hillary knows. She's your sister. So? There's a difference. Is that Clinton? Truth. That's not fair. Yeah. Stop cornering me. Yeah. Stop yeah, talking do that about all it. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. I can also do whatever the hell I want. All right, so let's like sidebar. What'd y'all do last weekend? Oh, God. Anything fun? Work? Oh, literally, I, I worked two 13-hour days back-to-back. That Sweet. was my weekend. Sweet. But Monday and Tuesday, um, I slept until about 1 o'clock on Monday. Because what else do you do after two 13-hour days right in a row? Yeah, drink. Yeah, I didn't know that was after the second 13-hour <laughs> day. Yes. Oh, I believe that. That's how you have to end I it. know that feeling. Woodworked. Garage. Do you build anything with pallets? Yes. Thank God. 
Well, but it's it's well with the price of wood right now, it's uh, <laughs> right exactly. <laughs> it's 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 I, I I got away from it, but it, we went to Lowe's the other day and they said the price were coming down. They're not clearly. Oh no, not at all. Um, but yes, we have uh, the half of the house is decorated with ballet. Shout out to Lowe's for letting you take the free pallets in the back. See you night. Just saying. All you got to do is ask nicely. Yep. Yep. Manners, y'all. Manners. D- don't be a dick. So I... Yes. Hashtag don't be a dick. Um, <laughs> hashtag don't be a dick. Hashtag pallet business. <laughs> don't steal my pallets. Hashtag. <laughs> so I worked, at, I worked at Lowe's for about six years. Like I'll say that now because I don't work there anymore. But I worked at Lowe's for six years, and we were not allowed to take free pallets because, as an employee, that was stealing. Cool. But I could take them. But if we needed, but if we needed pallets, it was because you had to sell them. And it's like, hey, I need X amount of pallets. Uh, how much do you want for it? Like, just give me a quarter. Well, do you want a quarter per pallet? No, just give me a quarter, and then that way we have a financial financial exchange. I don't care how many you buy. Give me a quarter. So I would take pallets from work and I'd give literally give them a quarter. God, I hate that word. Uh, but I would give them a quarter and I would take eight pallets, whether I burned them or made something with them. They have good pallets. The shit is solid. Yeah, it is. I mean, you you especially know it's solid and built well when you can't even take the boards apart. Well, that's, that's the biggest that is the biggest bitch. Like, they tack those things, like, beyond belief. It's crazy. But if you're looking to do something that is um, very weathered-looking, very old-school, the second that you stain those, they absorb stain, and just the nuances kind of come out in it. Right. It, it's They're perfect for weathering. Right. So, I mean, and we kind of, that's kind of the ambiance of our, our house is, it's that farmhouse thing, I believe he's trying to say. That dynamic. No, I no, I and I really like that too. Like, uh, we would we would take pallets from work, and I would just kind of like spot sand things, and it would it would kind of sand off some of the rough edges. And when you try to stain something after you like spot sand, the the stains would absorb better where you sanded and uh, uh, absorb a little less. So you had like the darker the darker and lighter colors. Oh, absolutely. So you'd get that like different contrast just by doing the spot buffing ra- rather than trying to sand on the whole thing and make it smooth. Like I love that rustic look. I took a table of hers. Uh, granted, it wasn't made out of a pallet, but it was uh, an old wooden bar table with uh, cast iron legs. Oh, wow. It was meant to be like a bar table, nice. but it was so it was so out of shape. I, I spot sanded it. And I turned it over and I did the exact same thing. You know, I just kind of hit it up, uh, you know, just testing little bits of the board out. I'm going to stand it this much here, this much there. And I took like the, the old red barn stain type and I went and stained it and it gave it a very rustic look. And I'm like, I love that look. I love it. So I turned it over to its top side and I basically just kind of like scuffed it. And then I put the red stain on there and it made it look like a 1950s Marlboro barn, which was great. To translate that to cocktail terms, stripped it down to what it's meant to be and brought out the good 
that you knew was there, but just made it beautiful. Right, and that's... Start with something classic, build it correctly, you've got something beautiful. So let's actually go around the table, actually, because we're sitting here at Charleston Distilling and not even talking about our drinks. Um, I want to know what everybody's drinking. I'm going to start with Margo. Get in there. What are you Uh, drinking? I feel like we're drinking the same drink. Nope. Oh, it's just the same color. I'm actually drinking the watermelon curl with some Carolina Reaper vodka. Fan-freaking-tastic. Tastes like juice. So I'm going to defer a lot of these over to the cocktail master, Melissa, BFF. Um, so what is actually involved in that drink? What is, what is in that drink? So it is going to be one shot of our Carolina Reaper vodka, which I affectionately refer to as the Creeper because the heat does build. Just fair warning, however, fantastic. So in the rest of the drink, there is fresh watermelon juice, which we blend the watermelon in a blender, strain it out, so then you don't get any of that pulpy, weird texture. And then it is lemon juice and simple syrup just to round it out and balance flavors. It's very good. It's very good. I enjoy it. it with mint just to bring out that extra freshness. Yeah, I like it a lot. Brett, I'm actually going to go to you. What were you drinking? My real name's not Brett. Um, <laughs> so I'm drinking the Tolerance, uh, which is one of their infused... It's not a... <laughs> so Your I'll turn. leave I'll leave a little bit of that in there because yeah. it's funny. It's no, it's uh, I drink a lot of stuff on the rocks because if I'm gonna drink something, I want to taste it, not everything else. Right. Um, and it's delicious on the rocks in its purest form. Hey, welcome to the club. Yeah, we're all here. Hi, my name's <laughs> Melissa. Hello. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, what I'm drinking, I am drinking our black and blue sour. Oh, yeah, I did see that. I was feeling kind of basic today, so I went for fancy ranch water, if you will. It's going to be fresh blackberry done with a little bit of simple syrup. Also, our blue 80, which is the agave spirit. You know, it's like that weird thing with champagne, France, and sparkling wine. You can't call it champagne if it's from California. So, it's very due true. to the fact we're South Carolina, not Mexico, I can't call it tequila. So, the agave spirit, blackberry, and fresh lemon, top of Topo Chico. Smack of rosemary at the at the finish, done. Refreshing as all heck. Like all the all the drinks around here are just they're so good. They're so good. Even even if you get to just the gin and tonic. When I was hanging out here, when Margot was upset with me, I had a gin and tonic and a couple of Bloody Marys. I'm sorry, 10 hours in a distillery? I was not here for 10 hours. Uh, uh, rethink that statement. He was an estuary before. So and I got stuck in the rain. And I never said it, you it would drink in the whole time. But it's implied. No. Hey, that's your personal interpretation. It's implied. You can only base it on the words that come out of her mouth. I know, and I have to, I have to use her words as what's true. Every time, smack across the face. One of these times I'm going to do it just so you can hear it. I mean, you can if you want. No. What are you drinking? I mean, it's, it's, it's my show. I can edit it out or I can leave it in. What I can are do you whatever drinking? I want at this point. Oh, I'm drinking a, uh, I'm drinking a Old Fashioned with the, uh, with the House Rye Whiskey. And Crosstown Rye. Crosstown Rye. Uh, I, I judge 
distilleries based upon a good old fashioned or a Manhattan. I know Manhattans are a little bit sweeter, but if I really want to be a dick and judge a place by a drink, that's the first drink I ordered. And I believe Melissa, that was the first drink I ordered with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked at the thing and I went, like you said, it's, it's a roller coaster, different flavors. Uh, you enjoy it throughout. I've had this drink. We've been recording for 44 minutes and I've had the same drink. Like I, I don't want to take it. I don't want to take it to the house. I mean, I do, but I don't, but it's, it's so enjoyable that I don't want to pay for another one. <laughs> I respect that. I mean, whoever wants to pay. Well, that's but true. We do. Free is better, but at the same time, I, I'm not going to take this to Poundtown because I'm I'm trying to get drunk. We had this conversation before. It's not an effort to get wasted. It's I want to sit, relax, hang out with people that are cool, um, meet new people, and enjoy Super enjoy everything. Right, absolutely. And like for those of you that don't know, you can actually do a flight of liquor here, which was the first thing that we did when we walked in, and it literally was the best thing that you can do because not only do you get to try everything but you figure out what you like the most and I did try the Carolina Reaper to begin with and I was like mm, I don't know that's like really spicy but put it in a drink oh my god it's the best thing ever so and I'll chime in at that point so Margo is so Margo likes beer we all we all enjoy craft beer I don't know if you guys do do you yes. craft beer okay cool uh, so that's the biggest thing that we like to do. Uh, ever since we moved down here, we like to try meet new, of course, meet new people, but try new drinks um, because everything is different. Doesn't matter where it comes from. You you order a hazy IPA from somewhere, it's different from the other place that you ordered it. It's different across the board. Um, but that train of thought thing just happened. And thank goodness for it. <laughs> everything should be different where you try it because. Doing the same thing day in, day out. If you can't experience some variety with it, that's not what Charleston life is. So, I love my beer. I am not an IPA drinker by any means. However, because he is, I try everything. So, I know, okay, no, hell no. This is disgusting. Like, I, and I do this, stupidly, I do the smell test. Mm-hmm. So, like, Which I is the drink, worst thing to do. When it's a drink, it's the best thing to do. When it's a beer, it's the worst thing to do. Because I smell it, and I'm like, all I smell is pine. Like, to me, that taste is disgusting. Like, I'm not a Christmas tree drinker. I know he hates that I say that. But, like, that's, to that. me, that's what it feels like. However, I can drink black IPAs. Huh. I think they're really good. And it's because it's closer to a stout mm-hmm. than it is to an IPA. But you have some of that taste. It's just not overwhelming. So am I understanding you like a slight bit of maltiness added to your IPA? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. But where, like straight whereas, IPAs, I'm like, mm, where, it's a hit or miss. Whereas a red IPA, because it's so light in, in its taste, in its texture, a lot of the hop forwardness comes out and she doesn't like that. So we went to uh, Two Blokes last night. And that's where they had a red IPA, black IPA, and... Hazy. And I had the hazy and all that other shit. But she was asking me, should I should I do the Hellas? Should I get the red IPA? Should I get the black IPA? And I'm like, wait a minute. Repeat those options back to me? And she said it again. I said, you're not drinking the red IPA. So it's between the Hellas because it's hashtag basic bitch. Mm. 
a Hellas lager. It's very basic. Uh, but I knew that she had enjoyed a couple of black IPAs previously. So I was like, okay, if you're not going to get the lager, do the black IPA. Red IPA, it's going to be too bitter for you. Mm-hmm. And, of course, she ordered it, and it she was, enjoyed it. It was so good. But my, my point that I was actually getting at was, oh, look, shiny. Shout out to Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Everglades squirrel. Missy Tay. You can say whatever you want. That's what we said to each other at brunch. Oh, is that what it was? Because we would close the night before and open. <laughs> so by the end of brunch, we would forget everything we were doing, and we would just Don't slam the door. People are sleeping. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot y'all were doing a thing. Like me being somewhat professional. Isn't it weird? <laughs> like, no, you're you. no, you're fine. No, you're totally fine. No, what I was getting at with the whole flight, you know, Margot does not enjoy certain liquors. <laughs> that's, that's the, that's, She's like, come on. That's the beauty of my own thing. You're like, edit that out. Like, I look like I'm joking, but I'm not joking. Hashtag I work here. <laughs> so, but no, we were, we were able to, we were able to, <laughs> I can't even compile a thought now. We were able to get the flight. And we got, we got the gin, we got the vodkas, uh, we got the bourbon and the rye. And I had Mario try everything, and of course I had to try everything. Stop slamming the damn door! People are sleeping! Keeps the show rustic. Because <laughs> I'm not talking into the mic, I'm, just like, I'm back in the background just yelling. God damn it, boy! As Justin Timberlake keeps playing in the background, too. <laughs> I mean, does it sound like you're falling off the table? No, it does. It totally does. When I do it that way. That was me getting Dad good just by, fell off a cliff. If you keep <laughs> slamming the damn door, yep. I'm going to put my nutsack on your drum set. Here it comes. Stop. Oh, Lord. That got dark really quick. It got dark real quick. I know. Oh, no. Where's this going? He literally went from here to here. So, anyways. Families in this neighborhood. Get it together. Get it together, Grouch. Anyways, so my point was... <laughs> I told you it was going to happen. Yeah. We derail. We derail. But my point was, the flight, you're able to try everything. Margot does not enjoy... She does not enjoy whiskey. She does not enjoy bourbon. That's not true. But I it, like some whiskey. So, but but my point is the fact that you actually... In, you tried the bourbon, and you just kind of looked at me and said, Wow, wow, that's, that. that's actually smooth. I could drink that. And he almost died right where he stood. I said, you actually have a bourbon that you can drink? <laughs> That's what I love about our product. So we can distill to European standards due to the fabulous setup we have. So that way you get all the flavors you want, none of the stuff you don't. Right. And being able to have that level of purity is what separates us from other distilleries locally and just U.S. period. No, it's great. Like everything, everything's straight. We tried everything straight before we even had a mixed drink. Everything was so good. Everything, and we're not we're not vodka drinkers. We don't drink vodka straight, and that's one of maybe three yeah. that we've tried at distilleries that you know just put a gla- put a put a cube of ice in there and sit back and enjoy. Like it's really good. So my suggestion: the first time you come in, just get a flight so you can really get what the spirits are about on their own. It's so worth it. So worth it. It makes everything so much easier, too, when you want to drink. Exactly. Say you're craving something, I most likely can make it. However, start with a flight 
and then feel it out from there because you never know what's going to surprise you. And walking into a distillery, you want to be surprised. You want something unique. You want something that's going to make you excited. Right. And that's how you figure it out when you come in. Yeah, we have a friend that uh, came down like a month or so ago and we didn't realize you guys were here. And he was like, let me send you what we're drinking. And he was pissed. He was like, damn it. Why didn't I know that we were there? Like, come on. And I said, we're not buying that for you. <laughs> we're not shipping it to you. Like, you have to come back. Well, you can go on the website and you can get it shipped. Well, I, I work at an um, undisclosed uh, tequila bar. He's our tie. Fair. He's our tie. And Fair. We, we have a cornucopia of tequilas uh, from, from you know, the, the best and worst, but their blue agave is one of the purest, I feel like. It has such a smooth flavor. It, there's nothing overpowering about it. It uh, It's... But it's, uh, and, you know, instead of... Dynamite drop-in, Donnie. <laughs> Dynamite. I mean, uh, nor- normally, I, normally I would go by Casamigos or something like that for the house or, you know, whatever I want. But since she started bringing that home, I've, it's... In, in my personal opinion, it's one of the best tequilas out on the market right now. And it has any, it's not even global. It's just... It's ours. It's a local it's thing. It's your own. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and I'm very proud to, I almost, you know, I want to keep it local because it's so good. You know, it's, it's good to have the secret out, but also don't take our secret. Right. Absolutely. We'll share the love, but you can't take it. Yeah. Uh, a good you to come to Charleston for that charm. You do. You have to come down here. You have to come to Charleston Stilling for that charm and Melissa's charm. Because it is and like it's great. And guess what? The banter, char- incessant. It'll be witty. And hey, we're here for it. And that that's why we come here. Yes. That's why we come here. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even have words, so for, for the sheer cackles alone, it's worth it. <laughs> or come for the drinks. Yeah, if cackling is pretty your awkward. Thing, and, hey, I bring it all day, and you know what? Again, comfortable with it. <laughs> Genuine. So, is there is there anything upcoming? Um, I know you said the the sushi truck is kind of a staple now. Um, do you guys have any anything upcoming? Any events? Anything like that? So we do have stuff coming up. We are coming up with new drinks for the season, and a lot of the times we like to get guests involved and have their input. We recently did a contest where we had a guest name the drink. And, and I guess what? She slayed it. I swear to God, if it involves pumpkin spice, close the doors. I will not. My tie is the basic one. I'm not. Okay, that's fair. All right. There's no pumpkin spice in my life ever. Thank God. So, do we know what this involves? Like, what the drink involves? So we have a lot of options because our tolerance liqueur, being the ginger and cinnamon liqueur, right. that pretty much just screams fall, but it depends how you mix it. And that's what I love about that liqueur. It's not overly sugary, so it's excellent for mixing, but you can treat it however you want. 
the versatility is huge. So from a mixing standpoint, that gives me so many options for people to not only enjoy it in so many different facets, but the level of creativity I can achieve with it really lets me achieve a lot of stuff. So staying on the topic of your drinks, now as far as, far as garnishing, do you ever secretly eat the fruit that you take the peels off of for garnishes? No, because all of our juices are hand squeezed. So there is never the opportunity because we use absolutely everything that we are using, say, the twists and whatnot for. Those are the sound of drinks hitting the table. Thank you, Jordan. You're the best. Other BFF for life. Hashtag BFF. Jordan, say hi. Hi. Hashtags. Hashtag, I'm still thirsty. I'm <laughs> are you, though? Are you? Are you? Always. Are you? Judgy face. The answer is always. <laughs> so, and actually going along with that, and you know, I did... So this is episode nine. I did episode eight. Um, there was a lot of things that I was that I was personally dealing with, and I've dealt with a lot of uh, anxiety, depression, kind of bullshit uh, with my own personal health. Uh, moving down here, the whole thing with the Charleston and Charge podcast was it's the whole new kid in the neighborhood thing. Um, you know, it's kind of a shtick off of Charles and Charge. You know? Okay. So that's kind of the whole the whole bit. Like I, I'm truly a new kid in the neighborhood. So it's me going out, meeting new people, trying different things. Um, except I'm not a babysitter and a nanny. That's that's the only difference. But uh, even with my employer, it's 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 had its tough points where I come home and I I don't want to record. I don't want to do anything related to the show. It's I want to come home and I because I feel like um, I feel like that outcast. Um, I feel like people, because I'm a manager now too. Uh, again, not going to disclose where I work on the show, but I'm, I'm a manager now, and I immediately went above X amount of people uh, who had been there with the company for a long time, and I felt like they w- were out to get me. You know, I let them kind of do their thing for a couple of weeks, and then I started to kind of imply my methods. And what I know about uh, policy and procedure, and you know, they, they they fought it, they fought it, and had their arguments about it. It's like, well, look, this is the way it is. This is what we have to do, and this is why we do it. And I recently had an uh, had an employee who we had a we had a rough start, and I didn't think it was a rough start, but she put it that way. But she transferred to a different store. Her last day was last Friday. And she was outside smoking a cigarette, and I drove by, and I said, I am so sorry. I said, I just realized this was your last day here. And she walked up to my car, and she shook my hand. She goes, uh, Marty, you and I got off to a rough start. She goes, but I appreciate the fuck out of you. And it's stuff like that that makes you feel like you're actually doing the right thing. And it makes you feel like you, you're making an impact on what they're doing. Um, I, you know, I told her I, I wouldn't be – Living in South Carolina, if it weren't for Margo, if it weren't for my employer, uh, my my boss who who hired me up in PA, who transferred down here, but it's it's that backing that that makes you feel motivated and makes you want to do 
uh, do better for people. It makes me actually want to get up and, and enjoy my weekend. It's like, you know what, I did, actually did something this week. The fact that she said that to me, I was like, you know what, fuck yes. Let's have a weekend. Let's have fun with it. Let's do our thing. And, you know, that kind of pushed me through my little rut. And so that makes me excited to be here to be able to record with y'all. I'm saying y'all now. I'm saying y'all not. So, no, so. Welcome we should have slow clapped it. At, at, just just the slow clap. I got right along with it. <laughs> it. That's right. Wait, so you're. Build it. You're from Ohio. I'm from Southern Ohio, so. Uh, can I ask you a question? You. Bengals or Browns? Ooh, who day? So just so you know, Joe Burrow is same high school. Tell me you're a Bengals fan. Bengals fan. So I actually grew up a Niners fan. Oh. However, however. So I just hate the Steelers. Oh, thank God. We're good. Thank God. We're good. <laughs> no, my, my uncle who passed away in 2008, he was a big Browns fan. He was the only Browns fan in the family, which was weird. I don't mind the Browns. I don't either. Great fans. But uh, we used to go to Browns-Bengals games all the time, and I used to root for the Bengals to piss him off. So I actually became a Bengals fan. Good. All these games that we went to, year after year after year, I became a Bengals fan. Like, I remember sitting. I was in the fourth row, about 45-yard line, and I watched John Kitna toss a 72-yard bomb to TJ Hushmanzada. And I was like... That's the greatest thing I've ever seen. I just watched that ball soar above my head. Who's your daddy? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, my uncle can kiss my ass. He just got uh, inducted, right? John Kitna? Oh, no, who's Mandata? Who's Mandata? No. Well, Bengals Hall of Fame maybe, but not not NFL Hall of Fame. I could have sworn I saw something on TV. Maybe it was like flashing and they were like inducting people. And I was like, yeah. But no, Joe Burrow and I went to the same high school. Wow. So I, I have a hard dick for Joe Burrow. I've literally never been to Ohio. Really? And I'm a diehard Bengals fan. I appreciate the fuck out of that, honestly. I She knows that. I, I do. I really do. So, But it's it's a team that's gone through a lot of struggles, and they, they try. And Andy Dalton. Like it I was love a, Andy Dalton. It was a small, like... Small, I have his jersey. It was a small glimmer of hope. I mean, we saw playoffs... We didn't see a win in the playoffs. He was a beast at TCU. Oh, he was great. One of the best Horned Frogs. Uh, running, what was a big running back that came out of TCU? Was It It wasn't Maurice Jones, Jones Drew, was it? I don't know why you're looking at me. Listen, I, I actually quit watching football. Uh, uh, once, uh, once we went to the playoffs five years in a row and couldn't solidify anything, I was just like, Smite me, Almighty Smiter! Like I'm, <laughs> I'm a South Carolinian rooting for Ohio team. Like things you never. Maybe, and maybe I'm their bad luck. I don't like, <laughs> no, I think for a while it was Marvin Lewis. I thought he was a great defensive coordinator, but not the best coach. I don't disagree. With that. Like if he would have been the the uh, defensive coordinator, and they would have had somebody else at coach, I feel like things might have been different. Do you want to know, do you want to know my favorite year? T.O. T.O. And Ocho Cinco? And Ocho Cinco. Dude, just for the sheer, just, they're clowns. 
I was like, come oh, on, they if are. we're not going to win, we're going to have fun. Yeah. And that's what they did. Oh, that was definitely a show. That was definitely a show. But anyway, sorry. I, segued. I can respect that attitude. No I, no, I appreciate the hell out of that. You don't hear that very often that somebody says that they're a Bengals fan. No. But yeah, Joe Burrow, yeah. Oh my God, he has the jersey. Jerseys. Okay, AJ no. Green and AJ. No, 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 no. He has the jersey and then the other jersey. So he's got the weird name jersey where it's spelled wrong. Oh, you mean Bro- Cajun spelling? Yeah. Oh, you got the, that off a wish. No. No. Oh, what do you mean? Oh, like the the Cajun spelling. His senior senior night jersey. Oh. He has wow. that jersey, and then he has the. Bengals I paid jersey. for that. Yeah. I told. I told you. I told you. I got a hard dick for Joe Burrow. And, then every t- and that's going to stay on the show. <laughs> Hashtag Joe Burrow. <laughs> because awkward is what we do. But we're comfortable with it. Awkward is totally what we do. I like how you lean in, but you're whispering. Oh All right. God, I feel like that's last call. All right, so just like two episodes ago, I feel like Margot is calling, which means it's, <gasps> it's going to be the end of the show. So... We didn't tell the story. We didn't tell the story. All right, so let's let's, so let's we gotta tell the story. We'll we'll leave it on the show real quick. Okay, so this is all about like Margot and I's endeavors uh, down here in the Charleston County area. So we went to the dinghy. For those of you don't know, it's in Isla Palms. It's a bar. It's expensive unless you're drinking Natty Light because it's two fifty for a Natty Light. I'm a Natty Light fan. And only boys drink Natty Light. Anyways. We went there. We went there last weekend, and the, I, I love being able to say that there was a tourist that walked in, and it's not us. Yay! Um, there was a tourist that walked in. She was wearing a two-piece and wearing those, wearing one of those like white coverall bullshit things. Like, hey, I just got off the beach. I want to show you what I have, but I don't, kind of thing. Um, and there wasn't anything there. But anyways, so she walked in. She was drunk, and she was talking to a couple guys. And I, we assumed that she knew them. Um, and we were wrong. <laughs> but she was starting arguments with them. And there was one dude, there was a tall guy that got up. He walked toward toward the bar on the opposite side of us. And he was like shaking his head. He just, he was ready to leave. We didn't know what was going on. Again, we just assumed that they knew each other. And she was just starting a fight with them. I want to drink more. He wants to go home kind of bullshit. Uh, well, everybody that was around that area just kind of disappeared. And then she started talking to another dude. And next thing you know... You just kind of see her arm from across the bar go up in the air. It's like, what's in her hand? And Margot looks at me like, did she take her bottoms off? And she went to she went to PJ, one of the bartenders over at the dinghy. She went to PJ. She goes, I think that girl over there just took her bottoms off. He's like, wait, what? And I looked at Margot and I said, from this side, we can't see shit. I'm like, do you care if I walk over there? She's like, no, go ahead. I'm like, if I see Cooter, I'm turning around. So I walked out the door. I walked to the left. I walked out the door, made a U-shaped turn, walked out there. I saw that white thing she was wearing. I saw her top. I looked down. I saw a cooter. I turned right around. I walked back in. I bet. Yep. Yep. I saw a cooter. <laughs> That's got to get cut out. <laughs> Long story short, girlfriend got arrested. So she walked. Yeah. The, the security guy walked inside, said, you have to go. Kicked her out the side door. And I was like, well, I wonder what happened to her. Did she actually walk where she was trying to go? Margo said, I don't know. Go ahead and look. And I got up and I walked out the door. 
The guy working security grabbed my arm as I looked down. She was rolling around on the ground without her bottoms on with so some other chick me, rolling around on the ground. Did you get the story as to, like, what she meant out? No. So, so the whole time we were there, there was four girls, one guy. The guy was smart enough to take his wife home. Uh, they had been drinking all day. So, blackout drunk. I'm praying that she was. But... When the cops got called, we were sitting with two bartenders from other places. They were like, I- I'm going. And they let them outside because they worked down there. Uh, she co- The girl comes in and she's like, her and the other girl are like on the ground doing things you don't want to know about. Cop shows up, couldn't do anything because they're guys, had to wait. Now, mind you, the police department is next door from the dinghy. Literally, it's next door. Right there. So they show up and they're like flashlight, like saying their shit, waiting for the woman cop, waiting for the woman cop. She shows up and she's literally like, get the fuck off the ground. Like, what the hell are you doing? They don't, the one girl gets up, the other one won't. She's like, all right, puts the gloves on, picks the girl up, handcuffs her, throws her in the car. It was like, great way to end your vacation in jail. Yes. Mm. Yes. Wow. Yeah, they were both on the ground kind of doing things, which is why the uh, security guard grabbed me and he's like, go back inside. I'm like, okay. But mm-hmm. yeah, there and was... That's why lady cops have to put on gloves. Yes. Needless that's to say, the other girl that vanished reappeared after they got arrested, crying to other people in the bar going, oh my God, they got arrested. I don't know what to do. And it's like, should have taken her ass home way the hell before all that happened. No. They both got arrested. But then she, the, the third girl that oh, was, the yes, she was vanished. Oh, there are layers. So she vanished like, oh, yeah. and then reappeared. It, it was a very yeah. strange, it was a very strange I've situation. I actually cycle a lot and I, I used to ride my bike out to, um, uh, to all bombs and Sullivan. And, uh, uh, and it does not seem like that. I'm sorry, man. I'm, you know, like, we were talking earlier, and I was like, even in my 20s, th- I have never seen something like that, ever. And I lived in Myrtle Beach for 10 years, where it's called the Dirty Myrtle for a reason, and I still never saw that. I once went downtown on New Year's Eve. I was sober. Thanks, you see. I'm scarred for life. <laughs> I can only and imagine. That's very, very impressive coming from me. There's a lot of things that, that I've seen, and guess what? That that one that'll scar me for life. I feel like you went through the same scarring. Oh, uh, it was it was not attractive. No. It was just trashy. It's like you don't get you won't get this reference, but it's like going to Partners back in Pennsylvania, where we're from. Oh. It's the worst strip club in the world. It's like you step inside, you stick to the floor. Like that's how gross that was. It's like flapjack Fridays. So. Can we edit that? I don't, I don't know. I want to know what this no, is now. Dude, dude, my, <laughs> my, my buddy's dad owned a strip club in Greenville called Nepal's. And I was like, come on, just because you're a Greek, I know what nipples mean. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and so, like, but you went out there, we went out there on Saturday night. It was just like, God, I mean, like, you bottom of the movie. Yeah. Um, that is what so, I compare it to. So I don't mean to, this will be the last uh, the last thing because the lights are on, which means people are trying to tell us to get the fuck out of here. So yeah, to go on get. That's how I end the show every time, to go on get. 
Um, so, but Partners, which is a bar in Erie, a uh, strip club, excuse me, uh, in Erie. Yeah, bar. Not a bar. You, you bring your own booth. You pay $10 to get in and you bring your own shit. And then you watch Disgusting shit. girls. But no, there was a, there was a girl that uh, she looked like she was pregnant. And I joked. Like, I went up there with a couple of buddies. I went up to the table while she was dancing. And they're like, get your money out. She's coming up here. And I'm like, well, I have one question. Am I giving money to her or her unborn child? Okay. Because, come on. Now, with that said. These are, these are stories no, you're going to tell your grandchildren. No, wait. Um, no, because I'll never have that. But thank you. Um, when I lived in Myrtle Beach, we had the Gentleman's Club. I would go to that strip club all day long just because it's called class. There is a difference if you're going to be a stripper or you're going to work in a place like that. Well, I was talking about the dingy. Yeah. No. I, I would love to not have seen that. Yeah. 100%. That was, that girl was just a train wreck that probably happens every time she goes out. Can we just do a quick shout out to Uber? Use it when you need to, folks. <laughs> uh, please. For all that's good. Please. For uh, service industry people, um, for other guests in the establishment. When you gotta go home, just go home. I mean, they have the golf cart guy in IOP. You call him, he picks you up in the golf cart, takes you home. Same thing. Yeah. Like, just, yeah, it's, just leave. It's not a difficult thing. I remember when I was, oh, God, I think I was, how long has Tony been married? Tony's been married oh, for, si- no, Tony's been married for... No, it hasn't. Uh, yeah, before us. It was before us. Nine years? So Tony's been married for nine, ten years, roughly. And leaving the uh, leaving the reception, I actually left drunk, and I don't remember driving home. I don't remember driving home, and I ended up in my own driveway. Like, my car was running. I was in the driver's seat, and I was passed out. I woke up at, like, 6 a.m. Yeah, so after that... After that, I, I I get to that point, I'm like, we have to go. We yep. have to go. Like, there's no choice. I mean, if he ever says that to me, and I'm like, well, I can't drive, that's an instant. Pull your phone out, click the app, like, we'll come back and get your car tomorrow. Yep. That's why I get drunk at home. And, by the way, I live, eat, breathe natural light. I said, I'm not a boy. Bush light, Miller he's, light. He's... Dude, I'll, I'll slam... I, do you know what is a great keystone? Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's not get into that. But you can't find it anymore. So now there's something wrong with you. Thing. No. Well, Key, no, 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 no. Keystone light is fantastic, but you can't find it around here. A buddy of mine Really? Greenville. Yeah, you can't find keystone I'm around here? It's a northern really? thing. Really? No, I, you can find it. It's a mountain thing. It's a mountain thing. But I'm not, I mean, listen, I don't cut grass without natural light. Is that a sexual thing? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just end it with all of those Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we got it. All right, so that's going to do it for episode nine, uh, live at Charleston Distilling. So I want to thank Margo for joining me again. I appreciate the fuck out of you. Thank you. Love you. Love awesome. you too. Love Always you too, be here. And... Thank you to my my BFF forever of four weeks. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate you being on the show, and I can't wait to have you again. Thank you very much, Marty. I was an absolute pleasure to be here and just bring it all to the table. I I told you it was going to be like a different show, and that's 
that's that's one of the things that I like about podcasting is the fact that uh, it can be you almost feel like it's like nervous and serious, but then you just kind of feel you kind of feel like everything relaxes and you can just kind of say whatever you want and do whatever you want, and you can because it's my fucking show. And Brett, not my real name. He's my tie. The tie. AKA it's it's the manager. tie. That's the tie talking. He's, he's yeah. gonna be the tie from now on. So you're, you, so that's your podcast name. It's Yay! Ty. It's just Ty. T-Y. Ty. It's Ty. It's just Ty. Happy Mr. Mr. Ty. Well, Mr. Ty. It's a professional mystery. <laughs> 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 now we got props. <laughs> and I am your host, Marty Balake. And we're going to see y'all in hell. That's a tribute to my buddy Bill Spears. But I want you to go on now. And get go on now, get. I want y'all to go on now, get. Just get, 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 get. Get on, get on, get on now, get.